Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian. This is your host, Julian on Enlighten Me. Before we get started, if y'all could just subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, just search Enlighten Me as well as Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon Music. And I think it's on uh, eight other platforms. We're hitting 80 countries right now, five-star rating across the board. If you could take a second, just please just rate it. Whatever you rate it, just rate it. I don't care. It'd be one-star, two-star, four-star, five-star. Or three star, yeah, yeah. See what I did there, but um, yes. If you have a if you're trying to get a hold of me, please just search Julian or enlighten me at gmail julian.com. What the fuck? And then we can go from there. <laughs> we have three ladies that are on uh today's podcast. Thank you for joining Enlighten Me. Y'all can just briefly introduce yourselves. My intro was crazy. My name is Delia <laughs> Kiera. I am. 28 years old. I am from New Jersey, and you can follow me on Instagram at mz underscore era. Thank you, Delia, for joining us. Uh, Deandra? Yeah, my name is Deandra, or you can call me D if you like. Um, I am 27, uh, from Virginia, born and raised. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at underscore beautifully D, or my Facebook is Deandra Blake. And last but not least. <laughs> My name is Reina. I'm originally, I'm originally Colombian from South America, but I was raised in Germany and I moved to the States, to Florida in 2016. And now I'm in South Carolina, Columbia. All right. Thank you, ladies, again for joining me and uh, taking time out your your busy days. Um, so, gender roles as a this take two. What do you think, or how do you feel if you were the breadwinner in your home and the man didn't work? How, how would you feel about that? And anybody can answer. Um, for me, that is, I'm not interested in that type of arrangement. Um, I am more on the traditional side where I would prefer to be the one who is maintaining the home and taking care of the children, cooking the food. And I would prefer that my man be out uh, working and uh, taking, you know, providing the financial aspect. Um, I have no problem with working as well, but I have no desire to be the breadwinner. And it would be a challenge for me to have um, a certain level of respect for the for a man that I, you know, was taken care of, you know, have it taken on the full financial responsibility for. Mm. What about um, that actually probably wouldn't bother me. Um, the only reason it wouldn't bother me if my man was staying at home and taking care of the kids in the household is because the profession that I have chosen to um, go on, I'm going to school to be a veterinarian. So most of my time is going to be spent in the ER. So having that support at home, knowing that I can go home and the house is not a wreck and everything is together is kind of what I'm looking for stability wise, because I know that my career is very demanding. So I kind of need somebody at home holding it down while I'm out pursuing my dreams and reaching my goals as far as my career goes. Do you think that's um, sustainable in today's world? <laughs> To be able to, you can solely provide for uh, you and however many kids you want. I definitely, um, I it's it's not a lot of pressure on me or anything like that. I did pick a very high paying career, um, so supporting more than one person and however many kids I choose to have, it's not going to really be 
much of a big issue for me. I mean, it also would be great if he had you know, like, a part-time job or he was doing something to also bring money into the household, but it's not... It's not a very big thing for me because I've also, when dating, I've always been the breadwinner when dating. So it's kind of something that I've kind of already fallen into. So, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. What about you, Raina? Um, I would say... It's going in and out, Raina. Nah, you're further away. Is it better now? No, it's better, yes. Okay. Um, I have been in both situations, to be honest, and I have to say that I really don't mind having the man being in the house and me being out, out working, being basically... So let me just say like this. Just because I'm making more money than him doesn't mean he's not bringing no money home. Okay. Do you know what I kind of mean? So, but what if you were making more than him? That's that's the thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, just because I'm making more money than him, that doesn't mean he's not really not bringing the money home. Like, I can still, with my whole paycheck, pay all the bills, and he still can help in other ways. Like, for example, like, um, I think the the Leah was it to say that. Um, that she will appreciate when she comes home and the house is not a complete rag and complete messed up. Like, whoever it is that is making more money or is out working and whoever is staying at home, the roles should just be fair enough to be like, oh, okay, you are there all day making money, bring the money home, you're covering all the bills, let me see how I can make your day easier. Even if it's just by wash, doing laundry, by cleaning your car, by putting gas in your car, that already can save you 10 minutes or 20 minutes in the morning before you have to go into the office or to work. Like, do you kind of know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to break it down. No, no, that's that's good. I want to I want to uh, go back to DeAndre. She did say that a respect factor. I know that 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 has happened before and people have contacted me. Like, what do I do in the situation? Like, she makes more than money, but she doesn't respect me because I'm just not as adequate or substantial as she is in uh, making a nice income. And I was like, okay, like you're doing other things around the home to, you know, the last cleaning up and things of that nature. So for example, um, sorry, my bad. Um, So for example, I can kind of speak out of experience in that situation because I was married for eight years and he was the main, like he was the provider in the house. I was most of the time um, not working, but in the same time, I'm a stylist and lash technician oh. and, and I'm an interior designer. So I do jobs here and then on the side, but it wasn't consistent as like he was. So he was always bringing the money home and basically providing for our lifestyle. <clears throat> yeah, but for all reverse. If roles reverse, yeah, would... but go ahead. If the roles will reverse, it will be the same kind of thing. It's just that some people end up getting the ego way too high, and I see it more common with guys and with females. Like, if the female is making more money than the guy, you would never really not never, but you don't see it as common as the female like throwing it all the time in his face. When it to the men is kind of different because the men is more man- manipulative. 
I wouldn't say throwing in his face. I think subtle things because she's like, you know, you ain't bringing anything on. You ain't bringing anything in. No, no. So I mean, they, I have, I have seen a scenario where the man told the woman, um, the woman was doing something in the house, and then the man told her, "Oh, you can say nothing because you don't pay no bills in here. You don't have basically no word or no decision to say into this because you don't pay no bills here, and that's not right either." Because even if she doesn't pay bills, she's still supporting the household. She's still helping to the household. So when it comes down to respect and who makes more money, I think that when it comes to being in um, a relationship or a marriage or a civic union, that there should be respect that should be, you know, laid down from day one you shouldn't have to feel like you're less than your partner because you make like less money and if you do feel that way then you personally should get up and you should change the situation instead of sitting there and (coughs) feel and trying to feel sorry for yourself in a sense but i don't really think when it comes to a relationship money should you know waver what respect the person is giving or how that person should be treated in a relationship. And I know that's just not how some relationships work out, but I really think money should not determine respect. Like I would not, I would not, I would not have less respect for my partner if he made less money for me, because that doesn't change the type of person that he is. doesn't change his character, his morals, his none of that. It doesn't change any of that. You make less than me. That's fine. But as long as you're ambitious and you're going out and you're you, you're actually doing something to make yourself better and this world a better place, I I could I couldn't ask for much more than that. Okay. And I was like, just because he's not making more money than me right now doesn't mean he it will always be like that. The so I think the role can turn any time where he can make more money than you, like than the female, basically. So I, so I think that like so the question that was asked was more of about a man like being like the stay at home dad like it wasn't necessarily like him making less money than me. Um, it was about like him kind of taking on that more traditional role that a woman would play. Like if the man was the breadwinner, he was the provider, he was paying all the bills. The woman, you know, it's like the situation that um, Kathy was in with her marriage. Like she was she didn't really work. He took all the bills. Like if those roles were reversed. Right. So like it would be like if I was the one that was paying all the bills, to, you know, funding our lifestyle, you know, and he was the one that was, you know, home and he was doing, you know, the home taking, taking care of the kids. If, you know, if we did have kids, things of that nature, um, you know, what that dynamic would be like. And just for me, I just that's just not something that I desire. Like, I just I don't I think for me, I want more of that traditional type of household like i want you know the my man to be the provider and to offer his provision for his family and i just think that in order to take on that leadership role you need to be able to show me that you are able to lead and if you can't you know if you're not leading in uh, an area of your life outside of our marriage how can i trust that you're gonna be making the best decisions for us and our family um, so that's kind of where I come from. I, 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 as far as him just making less money, like if we're both working, we're both, you know, we're both working full time, we're both, you know, contributing to the household equally. I just happen to make more money than him that I definitely would like not have less respect for a man in that type of um, situation. But just me being like the sole earner, you know, the sole or the primary earner of the home and him having, 
you know, significantly less, like zero to hardly any financial financial load. <laughs> That's not a dynamic I would want for myself. Brandy, you're gonna have to cough to the left when you start coughing and dying. Don't die on here because then we gotta do a police report. Um, you hear me, Ren? Thank you. Thank you. When um, what about this whole independent thing? I know, I know, people want men want an independent woman, but they want a dependent woman. And I know the word submissive is like a slavery word, so we won't use that. I would just say co-partner or comp- compromiser or something like that. I don't know. How do you all feel about that? Because a lot of men do say they want somebody some co a co <laughs> compromisable with what they want. Is that is that a is that like a huge? I'm kind of lost on the question. So, independent females. Do you think mm-hmm. that, as a general being in a relationship, do you think that's a a good thing or a bad thing? Because men do want their woman to kind of depend on them, but women, you know, the wave is independence. Yeah, it's fine. I keep seeing it like more and more often too. Um, I feel like a woman can be independent, but still letting the man have not the feeling but still let the man like play his full role as a man like I don't know how it is for other cultures but Hispanic cultures is more like the man is the provider the protector in the home so they grow up with that mentality so when a woman basically don't allow them like to take care of them or to show them that they can take care of them or be there for them. It's kind of, it's like kind of like not, I want, I don't want to say it's like a breaker point, but they like that submissive. That's what it, that's the word that I was looking for. Submissive. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Generally. So yes. So I know being independent is a, is a thing today. Like that's that's what women are doing. There's nothing wrong with that. But do you think being independent in a relationship or marriage is a hindrance? Because now your role is to be dependent on the man. I would say this interdependence. That's the word I'm looking for. How do you feel about interdependence? Because a lot of people know the word independent, but not interdependence, and that's solely working together. Yeah. Um. I feel like a woman should never, not a woman, a person should never be dependent from another person in general. But when it comes to a marriage, a woman should give the man the feeling of like, yeah, I need you, kind of. Well, wouldn't that roll into expectations? You have your partner, you have expectations of your partner. So that's, I think that, that kind of ties into independent. Yeah, I feel so like I, there shouldn't be no break. Like, I feel like there shouldn't be no problem though. Because if two independent people get together, they can create something really big. As long as they, as long as they stay focused. I mean, but if you get two depending people, they always be dependent on each other. Like they're going to hold each other back. So it's like, I don't know. That, really? that question is kind of, yeah, I, I feel so like. Well, like I think for, somebody else said something. So when it comes to being independent in a relationship, I feel like it, it shouldn't be something that, that hinders 
anything because my mom always told me she, she always told me this god bless a child who has its own regardless of the fact of the matter if you're married or not you should be able to provide for yourself but even mm-hmm. in the sense of being independent in a relationship it's not saying that I can do all of this on my own. You know I can from dating me. You know I can provide for myself. But there's other things that a relationship gives besides just, you know, finances, uh, emotional support. Um, There's a lot of other things that I feel like there's a lot of other aspects that will not hinder with an independent woman getting into a relationship or being independent in a relationship because there are other needs there are other things. There's other ways for me f- to fulfill him by still going out and doing what I need to do and focusing on myself. If that makes sense, yeah, I, like, I, I, I can like... still need you. I can need you emotionally. I can need you in other ways. But like me being independent and being, you know, career driven and everything like that. That's not. I don't feel like that. They wouldn't cross paths in a sense. If if that makes sense. Well, I feel like when people get together in a relationship. They were a person before the relationship. They're going to be a person, individual person, while they're in it. But they know how to, you know, compromise one another or work together. And that's yeah, and that's what, that a, that's what a relationship is. You guys have to learn how to work with each other. I mean, you won't be dating somebody blind. You won't marry somebody blind. You know these things prior to marrying them or dating them. And if you choose to, and then you choose to get jealous after the fact, that's on you. But you knew who this person was before you dated. So I don't feel like any any aspects of a woman being independent, being the breadwinner, none of that should have any effect on a relationship because if you're dating correctly you know all of this prior and if you choose to take that next step and then you choose to resent that next step that's something that your partner needs to focus on because it has nothing to do with you more so on them and their lack of fulfillment in the life that they chose to take on so i feel like it's just you kind of have to date your your equal in a sense somebody who understands where you're coming from and what you're going to do and someone who's not going to get jealous or upset that you're pursuing your goals but you're also trying to you're also doing a good job of maintaining a relationship some men can get jealous of that but i don't feel like being independent should hinder anything in a relationship at all no it shouldn't can i um can i ask a question yeah of course so um, I, so I think we're kind of like teetering like on the topic of submissiveness. So I kind of wanted to just pose a question to the to the group. So do you guys feel or think that being uh, submissive as a woman, is that is that a gender role? Is that something that is a main major part of being a, a wife or a girlfriend, whatever, you know, title you want to throw, you know, put on there is being is being submissive. Is that part of the role that you take on as a man's woman um regardless of whether you are the breadwinner if you're the sole earner uh or if you're not the earner you know if you're staying at home regardless of of what the financial situation is is that a main role of being submissive um or one of your main functions i'll say yeah so i would say that from conversation I have had with a lot of female and even myself I feel like being submissive as a woman in a relationship is a big big factor and a big role because if you cannot be submissive um, especially in 
Hispanic culture, it's not really like you gonna like men will not respect you or will not take you serious because you're basically taking that from them. Trying to guide. Understand what I mean? Yeah, trying a man trying to lead and guide. Exactly. So for the Hispanic culture, it's very common that the man is the leader, is the provider, is basically, I don't want to say it's like a god, but it's basically the highest respect in the house. And then after that comes the woman that is the mother. And then after that, the oldest son. So it's like, it's like a whole, um, how can I say this? I, I get my words Why do you think people are so opposed to the man leading? So it's not really about the man leading, but from a lot of friends and guys, and even in my family, we have a lot of males. Um, I feel like men are very focused on the fact that they like to control. And when they feel like they cannot control and they cannot lead, um, I feel like that takes like the manhood. I don't know. I have talked with a lot of different people from different countries and different places. And I feel like all that comes in common when it comes to relationships, like the man, like the woman to be submissive. So when I ask like, why, what does it have to do with the submissive? They say, because they like to, they like to lead. They like to, to feel like, okay, I just showed you something new. Let, let me show you this. Like, trust me on this. I got this. Can yeah, you kind I mean, of follow? I mean, that's, yeah, no, I, I would like a woman to cooperate. You know, if she trusts me enough and I give her a reason and show her that I can lead based upon my attributes and my characteristics and my personality as a man and my accomplishments, I feel like I think those are some things that she can trust, hopefully, if I find an adequate partner. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be, you can't do that. I'm just, that's too much energy. All right. This is what we, I feel like we should do. And I always get her uh, input as well, because a woman, a woman, women think different than men. Y'all see it in a different whole light and perspective. So, you know, if we're a team, we can attack from both sides. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of, <laughs> a lot of times people date men who just love that control factor. Like, don't do this. You can't do this. And I guess... And they got bullied in the fucking sand pit or something in, in middle school. But yeah, no, nah, it's too much, too much. I mean, by controlling, I don't mean like basically telling her like, oh, no, you cannot get out the house right now. No, you cannot talk to this and this person. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking more about like life decisions. Like, for example, when it comes to the how to lead a household, um, how to raise the kids, like it's just more how can I say this? More life, um, yeah, life decisions. I don't have no other word for that right now. Hmm. Do you think it's, uh, but it's you said what? Hmm? I was trying to, so do you think that it's, it's harder for a man to lead? I don't see. Because I know, how can I put this? How can I put this? So I know we were talking about single mothers earlier. Do you think if a man who meets a single mother, do you think she's more obliged to let him lead? Or that'd be contrasting, Ooh, that's like... con- contrasting conflictions based upon 
he's not really, he was not the father of the child. I know some women are submissive. They're understanding like, okay, this man, I met him. I trust him. I want to marry him. So yeah. But do you think that kind of intervenes with what they have with the father or something like that? That went everywhere, like, but I'm trying to focus somewhere. <laughs> I feel like at that point, it would just have to be up to the man to prove himself that he can be a leader to a kid that is not his. Like, I feel like that's a way deeper conversation. And I'm going deep. Yeah. I, I personally wouldn't like to to say too much about that because I don't I don't have kids so it's like I know how I will be and it's like for me it will have to be a man has to step up and prove me and show me like yes for me to even bring him around my kid if it comes down to that stuff well we'll ask Deandra how do you feel um so for me like for so because I am a single mother so for me like for a man to come into my life and for me to trust his for me to trust him as a leader i mean i think there's definitely you know certain qualities that i'm looking for um in that man but i think that if i do decide to make that step to uh to trust him as the leader you know and like he's checking off those those boxes that i'm looking for you know he would have my full you know cooperation my full submission and i would trust I would trust his leadership and I would trust his guidance over myself and over my child. And I would trust like, you know, even as far as like discipline, you know, whatever the case may be, because I, this is the person that I've decided is worthy of, you know, that level of cooperation of cooperation. And so it would be um, kind of hypocritical for me to kind of go against that and like question his judgment or question his, you know, question what he's doing, you know, it's, it is my child and I'm not, I'm not saying he can just do whatever he wants to my child, no. but you know, just like, I was like, it would, like, it would be against um, the commitment that I made to, to constantly question his judgment or constantly tell him what he can and cannot do when it comes to raising, um, I'm, I'm saying my child, but really, you know, once we get to that point, it would be, it would be our child, you know, like you're taking on my child as your own. So, you know, I think that if you're meeting all of those qualifications, there's no, you know, I, I, as the, as the woman, as a mother, I should trust your judgment to lead us fully, not just on the things that I think you should lead in, but to fully lead and guide the family. Well, what do you have to fulfill those gender roles? You know, making the money, like you said, he has to make more money. Uh, of course, the guide, lead, protect, you know, what, what do you have to fulfill those uh, characteristics or attributes as a man? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, he would definitely have to, I wouldn't say he has to like, you know, be like, you know, a six figure, you know, earn or anything like that. But he would need to be, uh, you know, he would need to be able to provide for a family. You know, I obviously don't mind contributing as well. Like, I don't mind working full time. I don't mind doing that and also fulfilling my roles in the home. Um, but he does need to be able to provide on some level. Um, he does need to be able to, you know, protect us. He, I do. I need to be able to trust his leadership. Um, trust, you know, be able to trust him as the head of the household, and you know, trust him. Um, you know, I prefer a man who is godly, who is, you know, going to seek God for guidance as well. You know, I think that's very important that he's going to seek God and his. Um, you know, within his leadership. So I think, you know, those are definitely important and he has to have those traits before I am comfortable with um, giving that man my cooperation and my submission. And I was about to say Delia, but I think she just meant, Delia, what are you saying? 
I mean, I, I can't I can't speak on on the question because honestly, I would never put myself in a situation to be a single mother. So I I really can't say well, how, how can you about that. How can you? Okay, you can. Okay, I don't say you can. Yeah. You can, can. There's several ways to control. Um, being but if, a if mother. you feel like you have an adequate partner, and he leaves, then what? I would never. I, I don't. I don't. I personally don't believe in having a child outside of wedlock, and oh. I don't. And I also don't believe in having a child. You know, one year after getting married, I, I have a time span on how I would like to have children because I need to be married first, and I need to see how this marriage goes. I need all these things to be established before I do to have a child because people do change after marriage, and I know that because I've been married. So yeah. I wouldn't ever put myself in a situation to where. I would bring a child into this world and I would be left unless he died. That's what I was about be, to say. There would you be no life brings you. Yes, you cannot say would, I would never put myself in that situation because but, life will always turn around. But but still at the end of the day, I'm still in control of my own body and I would never put myself in that situation. Regardless of the fact of the matter, if I had a child and he passed away. And that that it is what it is. If I had a child, we've been married for five years, I know I it, I, I want to follow a certain way of living my life. So I do not have to face these struggles that are a hundred percent preventable on my end and getting married and, and having a kid and the husband passing away. That's something I, I can't control. And then I would end up being a single mother, but I can control everything up until that does happen. If that makes sense. So you have a lot of control over your life and you have a lot of control over if you want to bring a child into this world or not. Like I said, I would never put myself in that situation intentionally, ever. Okay. That's, that's fair enough. I mean, that's your perspective. I respect everyone's perspective. So, And Kathy, what about you? Are you going to... You were married for eight years, right? I was married for eight years, and I also don't have a kid. But... You ever talked about having a kid? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, we talked about having a kid, and... I mean, our mindsets was just in two different places. From the beginning, we was just about the grind, and we wanted to achieve goals, and in a certain time, especially. So we just end up getting a dog. <laughs> yeah, that's what usually happens. I mean, yeah. But don't get me wrong, I love kids, and... It's not like I'm going to say, like, I will never put myself in a situation where I will be a single mother because I never, I, I, I don't know what life is going to bring me. Like, yeah, I think it's controllable, but it's uncontrollable. Like, you yeah, said, like, she like, she said, away. like she said, she was right with that. And I respect her, her, um, what she said. And I agree with her on that. Like, you can always control that until then. So, I, I I personally I have a reason why I don't have a kid. I'm 28 and I don't have a kid, and I have my own reasons for that. But I don't. How can I say this? When it comes to single, my mom basically was a single mom. So until my stepdad came around, and he had to step up for me to even acknowledge him as a stepdad and respect him as a stepdad. So it's just like. And my mom was the main breadwinner in the house. So it's like all those factors fall to it. And I was a kid when I went through it. So, so of course, for me, there wouldn't be nothing out of the other world. huh? 
how do you think God is for everyone? How do you think generals affect society? Whether it's the workplace, uh, I guess mainly the workplace, uh, raising children, boys can't play with girl dolls, boys can't wear dresses, things of that nature. Ooh, Julian, why he don't look me? Oh, it's time. It's oh, time. You, so I'm completely against it. You're, I feel you're against like a boy wearing I'm, a dress. Yes, I, I'm against a boy wearing a dress. There's no fucking reason why a boy should wear a dress. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but like, no, there's no reason why. So let me say like this: I used to play with my brother when we was little because we was around the same age. And yes, I used to play with cars. And yes, he used to play with my Barbies. But the way he used to use my Barbies was like my Barbies was monsters the town and he had to shoot them up with his little soldiers so that is like a different type of plane with barbie but so, now if wait, what, what if he wants you... to express himself how do you feel about him expressing himself on he likes to wear dresses and i guess kins out the picture it's barbie now you know what i'm saying so i mean if you are a certain age and you decided that's what you want to do okay i respect it and i support you in all I can. But as long as you're a kid, you don't know what you're doing. And I'm sorry, but yeah, there's you, no reason why your parents should allow you to do that nonsense. How do you... <laughs> so, DeAndre and Delia, how do y'all feel about gender identity? If you allow the child to dress as a little girl, do you feel like they have the freedom to do that so, or... Are you kind of, I wouldn't say influencing. I, I, I say absolutely not. That's not, I don't think as a parent, you should be encouraging your children to not accept who they are, not accept who they were born to be, who God created them to be. And, you know, I think that I, it, at a certain age, you know, obviously you don't want, you know, your kids to feel like you're not allowing them to express themselves. But I think that, you know, especially like in their younger years, like when they're, you know, young, you know, in elementary school, kindergarten, going into middle school, things like that. Like, you know, you're, it's your job as the parent to, uh, you know, to guide them on the path that, you know, that, that, you know, is, um, I wouldn't say better for them, but just on just you're, you're supposed to kind of guide them on what you know is correct and what you know is true. And if they, as they get older, you know, once they're out of your control and they decide that they want to do what what they want to do, like you know, more power to you. But you know, while you're under my house, while you're under my roof, my rule is like you know, we're going to this is this is who you are. I want you to love who you are. I want you to accept who you are. And if you're struggling with that, let's try to figure out how we can help you overcome those struggles. Like, I'm not going to just embrace, you know, just encourage you and embrace you wanting to change who you are. So they say statistics say, I can't talk today on what's going on, <laughs> um, that usually boys become more feminine with single parents. So, so okay. So I, pa back to the, the question that you originally said. Yeah. Um when it comes to gender roles with, with, with children, um, I honestly, personally, I would just let it run its course because I feel like a lot of people fail to realize that children are trying to find themselves. I wouldn't say I would be encouraging my child, but I would let it, let it run its course because kids get into phases. For example, I was a humongous tomboy 
I had short hair. I dressed like yep. a boy. I hung out with boys for a long period of time of my life. But it ran its course. My parents didn't encourage anything that I did. But it ran its course. And it let me figure out who I was on my own. I'm not going to take away. If he's playing with a Barbie, play with a Barbie. I, I don't care. Because tomorrow you'll probably pay, be playing with trucks. You have to let kids figure out who they are. Before you're trying to sit there and shove things on them. And I kind of feel like it, it kind of plays a role with a lot of things when it comes to parenting i'm not a parent but i'm just saying from the outside looking in forcing things down your kid's throat nine out of ten times they're gonna rebel and sometimes they're rebelling just because they want to piss you off and it's not what they choose to do so i feel like a lot of things with gender roles and children things just need to run their course what about just not let forcing it-, it but taking away certain things like yeah he used to play with barbie a lot let's put ken in there or army men so like, okay, like, just let, let a kid be a kid. They don't know any better. They don't know the difference between female and male and girl. They don't, they don't know. So just let them be. Like I said, I was a tomboy for a long period of time, but I outgrew it. I figured out who I was. I realized I didn't want to be that way. I didn't want to be a tomboy. I was still a girl. Like, I knew I was a girl, but I did boyish things. You know, I was a rough girl. I have scrapes and scars all over me from childhood. But, like, you have to let it run its course in a sense. Like, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't stop my child from doing what he wants to do, honestly. Because it's his life, honestly. It's his life. I can't, I mean, I you feel know. you on that. Hmm? I feel you on that. and Because every, the, every you go through phases. The way that you, yeah, the way that you say is like, just just let the kid be kid and don't put no malicious stuff, in, no yeah, malicious I thoughts feel, into it. Yeah, and I get you on that. Don't shove things down kids' throats. Like forcing your kid to eat. Your kid's going to literally rebel and stop eating. Now you have a kid with a freaking uh, an eating disorder. Just let kids be kids. I feel like a lot of pressure, there's a lot of pressure on children nowadays and trying to form them to be something that they don't want to be and it's backfiring on parents so i just feel I like mean, you should just let well, your kid just explore well that and ex- the majority within, of the within measures within measures explore okay. who they want like we grew up as kids a lot of girls my age grew up as tomboys and they're the girliest girls that you'll ever meet you're just a kid like, too much pressure is put on children to choose what gender they are. Just let them be. I mean, but that, that's a difference from a female just wearing a little bit oversized t-shirts or loose pants. Because I did that, too. And I'm girly now. And I have my days when I'm talking for still. But, yeah, um, but, like, it's not... It's, but it's, what I'm saying is, like, it's a difference from, for example, what you're saying from, like, oh, yeah, just let the kid run his course by just... Ex- like finding themselves to the parents that let a boy a boy like start shaking and moving and talking like a girl that's encouraging it i'm not saying encouraging it i'm saying let it run its course i'm not saying but when you buy him a barbie house like no i'm just saying let it run its course let the kid do what they do but if that's what the kid wants to do, that is not right. Because at that point, you need to step in and be like, uh-uh, listen, you could... Yeah, I was getting ready to say, it's like, it's right. So, yeah, because it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, where's the line between letting it run its course? Yeah. And because you're not... Okay. You have to set so up lines. You have there's to set running up it, There's running its course, and there's encouraging it. Like I said, if my kid was playing with a Barbie, and he's like, oh, mom, can I have a Barbie house? 
Why do you need a Barbie house? Well, I want a Barbie house. You're not going to get a Barbie house. I'm not encouraging anything. I'm letting him. He'll get over it. You guys have to understand. He'll get over it. The kids have attention spans of squirrels. They'll get over so, it. Jesus so Christ. what if you ask your kid why you want a Barbie house and your kid tells you, oh, mama, because I want to use it as like my armory for my soldiers. Now what you going to say? House. Okay, I'm going to get you a Barbie house. This no, I'm not. I'm going to go get you that. what you want for your toys. Kids think kids literally look at things and they're like, oh, I want this. Two seconds later, look at something else. Oh, I want this. They have attention <laughs> spans of squirrels. This is how like, uh, they, I'm not buying my son a Barbie house. <laughs> I'm not buying your child a Barbie saying. house. You guys are like, I don't think you guys are listening. I'm not saying encourage this. I'm saying let it run its course. Kids well, you just said, well, you said, you said, you said, if a boy asks for a Barbie house, I'm going to just give him the Barbie house because like, that's I what he I wants. Did, I, be I, did not, I did not say that. I said I would not go buy him a Barbie house. I will let it run its course. If my but kid, that's, have, that's what I'm trying to figure it out. Like, where is your line? Where is so your line saying, from the point letting him run his course and you stepping isn't you stepping in as a parent and telling him like, no, this is not what you're going to do. Enabled by getting him materialistic things, but if I guess if he started acting a little, you know, I don't know the word exactly to be honest. If he started acting flamboyant, yeah, flamboyant. flamboyant. If he started acting flamboyant, you know, she just let him be flamboyant but enabling him by buying him materialistic yes. things to help encourage yes. what he's trying to establish in himself yes then it, it uh he justifies his own actions and be like okay this yes. is what i am because children ba- bounce back and forth between what they like and what they don't like if you sit there and your kid tells you hey i want this toy you go out and buying it regardless if it's a female toy or a male toy you're encouraging them to continuously you're just encouraging them to continuously be like, oh, I can get whatever I want. I can get whatever I want. I can get wherever I want. They they won't know where, they personally won't know where to draw their line when it comes to... So you would just not get him no toy at all? That's no, I'm not saying I wouldn't get him toys at all, at all. I'm just saying I would never encourage the things... I would never encourage a phase. Every child goes through phases. Like I said, personally, myself, I have gone through phases where I'm like, all right, well, I shop in the boy section when I was younger. I did that. I got out of it. My mom. I mean, let yes, me- but not. But not every kid goes through phases where they every don't know their identity. Every child goes through phases. It is in psychology. Every child goes through phases. That's how you, they you learn. More of a phase now, because again. And our culture, we'll, we'll just we'll dumb it down to here. More African American males are more are growing up more feminine. Because I feel like that's like the thing comes down to single mothers as well. Because a lot of single mothers are not like Deandra. They want to be independent, and they take that male aspect out of the situation. And now the 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 son has nobody else has no manly figure to look up to there's no man in the household so they're just learning everything that the mom does and i feel like that ends up affecting black men in our society is because there's too many single mothers who are too independent and don't know how to take a step back and actually put their child first and help their child out like you know you you know you need a man to raise a man you know, regardless of how independent you are, you cannot raise a man as a woman. You need the help, whether it be your grandfather, an uncle, whoever. There needs to be a male figure for that child to be to identify 
the two to, to identify the two if you just give a child one thing they're just going to know one thing that makes yeah, sense that's fair enough simple enough yeah i definitely agree i think that um you know you know there are a lot of more a lot more men that are kind of that are having those feminine traits because they are being raised by single mothers and that you know the single motherhood rate is the highest by far in the african american community so you know it's you know, I think those like they just go hand in hand and you see a lot of other issues in our community that, you know, are directly from, you know, our high rates of single motherhood. Like we have the highest crime rates and, you know, you know, drop dropout rates, you know, illiteracy rates, things like things of that nature. Um, they kind of all correlate to, how, you know, how many of our children of our young men are being raised by single mothers and single mother households. Um, so, you know, we have to you know, I, th I think it's definitely a good topic like to address that. And oh, you know, I think if we can kind of, you know, yeah, you know, if we can kind of keep, you know, like, I think like, uh, do I, I'm sorry, Dalia, I'm sorry, Dalia said, you know, kind of, you know, if you don't have a man in your household, like, you know, try to get them around other male figures, you know, your grandfather, uncles, or, you know, other strong men in the community, keep those, keep those young boys around strong men to, to help that raise them. That mother's working so much, she doesn't really have the ample amount of time to have her little one around little 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 prince around other men at that i got that a question what's up what's up what's up this is more for the two girls in the group um how do you feel about single fathers raising daughters because i have feel like those are most of the times the female that end up being really independent they learn to be independent because they was raised by a male. Um, I think with single fathers, I think uh, generally that children tend to do better when they're raised by a single father versus being raised by a single mother. Um, I think with single fathers raising daughters specifically, um, I can definitely see how that would raise more of a masculine woman because she's missing that feminine energy in the mm -hmm. house. So it's kind of, kind of similar to how, you know, boys being raised by single mothers tend to be more feminine because they're missing that masculine energy in the home. Um, and so I think that it can be a detriment, but I think that um, overall, I think that that daughter is going to do if like if if like if we had to choose between a daughter being raised by a single father versus a single mother, I I would say that 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 daughter would probably do better uh, long term in life being raised by the single father. Yeah, I did read that some time ago. I think I don't know what podcast it was, but yeah, fathers are actually raise children better than mothers, and people are gonna like hate me, but whatever. They raise them more independently. Yeah, and to be more well, just more well-rounded. Yeah, yeah, I think that they do maybe raise them to be like more independent and more self-sufficient. But I think that um, if I had to choose a woman being independent and self-sufficient versus having like self-destructive behaviors, such as you know being you know sleeping around a lot or you know doing sex work or you know just doing things that like just aren't productive to herself or to society, I think I would rather her be like that independent, self-sufficient woman. The more masculine woman, I guess. That's just my opinion. I know Delia's dissecting everything. Leah, what you thinking right now? No, I I I, I agree with Deandra because um you and and I agree with you, men. I feel like men definitely would raise women better than a woman could raise a man. 
granted there are a lot of things men don't know about women but the basics of life i feel like a man would have no problem teaching that to his child without getting lost in what's going on in the world and his friends and everything else i feel like men are just more hyper fixated on raising the child and women single mothers with sons are more so still trying to find that missing piece and then now they're sleeping around they're making bad decisions there's just so many things that they're not secure on and there's they're not locked in on when it comes to raising their son that a father is locked in on and and hyper focused on when it comes to raising his daughter so i i, I do believe that men would 100 percent raise raise women a lot stronger granted they would be missing some feminine qualities but they would definitely be way more productive as as a as a a person in society than um a man a woman raising a boy sadly yeah i'm trying to call i'm trying to i can't recollect the word it's a syndrome where women actually are attracted to or not attracted to they treat their son as their boyfriend and it's like actually condom. It's like actually con, con. It's actually quite common. It's a syndrome, and I I was studying it and looking it up. You know, I do that weird shit. That I think sh- I read something about that. that yeah, it was it was interesting. Mothers, when single mothers get too attached to their sons, yeah, it's a syndrome. <clears throat> and they syndrome. they confuse the roles from the sons in between the sons and the part, life partner. Oh yeah, or they call their sons their best friend. Like that's yeah, or uh, they have the son acting as the man in the house, you know. Yep, they give them the man, the son, the male role in the house. Yeah, I can't find that syndrome. I forgot what it was called. But it was, it yeah, was, I don't know like what the actual like syndrome might be, but I've you know I've heard like the term like son like like son's bend or you know like just you know where the where where the mom is you know trying to replace the actual you know an actual husband in her life with her son. Um, and I think that's definitely that's definitely a big problem with within um, within our community specifically, um, or just you know I don't I I, I can only speak for the black community because I don't really know what goes on in you know other Obama. communities, um, but you know I, I I definitely see that a lot, and you know it's kind of like it's a little disturbing, like even um, I, yeah yeah it's kind of it's really disturbing, like even um, I like there was a lot of talk this past Halloween about like how many like moms dressed up as like couple costumes, but like with their son, mm-hmm. and it was just like you know like why you know you could pick like you know a different type of you know why are you doing a couple's you know a typical couple's costume with your son and or just you know say you know saying like oh like my son's so sexy, like my son is you know so this like. Oh, like, you know, yeah, like, just like, like, yeah, all they sound sexy. Like, I'm sorry, that's wrong. The syndrome is called parentification. Is that what it is? Yeah, when a a parent makes their child basically their spouse, um, which is extremely freaking disturbing. But I see see it a lot (laughs) with a lot of younger mothers who kind of had, like, a hectic life. Like they had no guidance on their own. So this child is, they're trying to make this child their stability and it's extremely sad. They're relying on this child for things that this child cannot give them at all. And I think it's extremely disturbing. I had this weird thought at 22 years old. And then as I grew older, it came to fruition. So I thought like some mothers were having 
or some women were having kids, so it'll be love forever. And then later on down the road, I started finding out that women were, you know, saying like, yeah, I have this child because I always want to be loved. I can't find a man, so I'm going to have a child that loves me forever. It's like, you know, I get it, but why not put a, why not get married or try to find a, you know, an adequate partner? And you can get a child? puppy. You can yeah, get a dog. You can sincerely get a dog. When I got through my divorce, when I was going through my divorce, I literally said to my mother, I was like, I need something to love other than myself. But instead of going out and sleeping around and and getting pregnant, I went and got a dog. My dog (laughs) is my best friend. She's helped me heal in ways that I I couldn't even imagine. But I would never be irresponsible and bring another life into this world for the selfishness for me trying to fill the void in myself and i think that's really really messed up that people do that bring another innocent life in this world and put all this trauma that you have not healed from on them it's not fair yeah yeah i agree i agree 100 percent. and you know i think it's just and you kind of like see it um I think we're all kind of around the same age, like the ladies on the panel. And, you know, I've kind of been seeing even looks like men and just women like, oh, like I'm having baby fever, but be single is, you know, like you're single as hell talking about, oh, like, oh my, I can't wait to have a baby or I can't wait to do this. And it's just like, you know, as somebody who is like a single parent, it's like, I just, I try to like, just push and advocate for like, just like, make sure like you find, like find a good person that you, you know, would want to marry first. Like, you know, I know like you, uh, uh, Dalia said, um you know she wants to wait even like you know a year or two into marriage before having kids like yes like you want to make sure that you are uh that you know the person that you're going to have a child with that you that that they're going to be able to be something that you can depend on that they're not going to just run off on you that they are going to you know be that um be that good foundation like you know be a good structure for you know for you and for a potential family like you know i think people are just way too easily willing to just you know become a part of like this baby mama baby daddy club and just it's ghetto over here like, it's like it's ghetto over here like don't like that like that is not what you want like you want you want a family you want you know to have like that strong nuclear family and so you know it's it's it's, it's kind of like disheartening to see like just people be so casually just talking about bringing children into the world as if it's like just some casual thing to do you know what it i mean it's so, you can definitely it's so normal normalized yes normalized you can definitely for sure blame social media for that because they glorify the sides of being a parent but they don't show the realness of being a parent and i feel like a lot of people are looking at like the pictures the cute moments and all this stuff seeing one side of having a child and not seeing the other side and i feel like if people were real on social media which they are not Mm. It would be a real eye-opener to people to see what parenthood actually is, how it actually is being a single mother on your own, how it is having a baby daddy who doesn't support you, like, actually seeing the real side of it and not just for fun, like, actually seeing it and seeing people have real-life struggles. I think it would completely banish away of people going out and having kids with people that they don't know and just... the the, the people who need therapy are having kids to try and fix their issues and i feel like a lot of more people will probably be going to therapy instead of having kids like kids are not going to solve your issues they're not going to keep your man they're 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 human beings and they have you have to sculpt these little little tiny humans but i feel like a lot of people nowadays are just being selfish when it comes to children i just it's it's wrong that is cool 
and and, it, and it's called the Jocasta complex. That's what it was. I couldn't remember. An abnormally incestuous attachment of a mother to her son. Jocasta complex. But we're gonna this roll. We're gonna go ahead and roll this out and wrap this up. And we're gonna have to do a uh, single mothers and single fathers podcast. I'm gonna see if I can get three individuals for that. Before we wrap this up, do you have anything to say? Um, I I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for having me be a part of it. Yeah, I appreciate you getting on again. It was nice. It was a good talk. It was. I appreciate it. Was. It's a very mature talk. That's all. That's all we're here for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, same. Okay. Same. Same. <laughs> <laughs> She's wild. Well, I appreciate y'all joining me on Light Me, and uh, I'm gonna sign this out. Y'all take care now.